Everybody laughs at that line in the, uh, in the Acts reading about, you know, you can't be drunk, it's only nine in the morning. And I'm like, did you not have Bloody Marys back then? What's, like, what's up with that? So um, I'm going to give you two little nuggets from David Brooks, uh, who called some practical wisdom that he says will lead to serenity. And that's um, what I'm going to talk about in the sermon, short sermon on this Pentecost slash baptismal day. Welcome, everybody. Um, that uh, you might call serenity security, but David Brooks gives us some practical wisdom. I'm just going to give you two that are good. Um, and the first is for, I don't know, if you find yourself in the aging population here, the biggest lie we tell ourselves is, I don't need to write this down because I will remember it. <laughs> write it down. And then um, this is it. Ignore what they are thinking of you because they're not thinking of you. So people are all obsessed about themselves. They're not thinking about you. Um, so practical wisdom doesn't help us at all in the move from our life to a sense of security or serenity. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's why we are here in church. That's why we're celebrating Pentecost. Um, the the uh, the advocate, Jesus says in that gospel lesson, is come to us, the Holy Spirit, to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Uh, all the world out there says that we can do it all ourselves. We say we can't do diddly on our own. We need the Holy Spirit who's been given to us to give us what we need. Um, Paul talks about this movement from fear which is the way that we generally live our lives to serenity by saying that we didn't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we received a spirit not of peace, not of, um, not of serenity, but he says adoption, adoption. And what does adoption mean? It means that, I mean, some of you may have adopted children or you know adopted children, that the family chooses a child and brings that child in to their family to be there for them. Whether they do good, ill, or indifferent, the good, the bad, they're ugly, they're there for that child. And that's what adoption is. God the Father, through the blood of Christ, has brought us into his family so that you are a daughter, you're a son of God, and nothing can assail you in that identity, and in that is your greatest security. Even if you were to die, you would be okay as God's father, God's son, and God's daughter. We just sang that hymn, God is the father of the fatherless. And no matter how good your parental father was or bad, it doesn't matter. God, your father, has got you. That's what it means to be secure. But let's uh, talk about fear for a second, because that's how we all tend to live. Seems to be the default setting of human beings. If you don't connect with fear, maybe worry is, is your issue, or anxiety, or dread. I have a friend who's a uh, clergy friend who's a catastrophizer. That's what his therapist calls him. You know what that means? Like, you, you think the worst case scenario about the things in your life. So he thinks, like, I'm never going to make the budget. I'm never going to do this. I've got a tiny headache. I've got to have a brain tumor. I'm going to be dead in two seconds. And um, I would do this with Christy when Christy would be late. And so she's always late, but she'd be aware. I think she died in a car accident, you know. And so it's catastrophe thinking. 
Um, <clears throat> he's not alone. This is what our default setting is. And let me just be clear about something. The world is not a secure place right now, especially. Doesn't it feel that way? With all these murders and with the war in Ukraine and with just, I mean, do you ever need to just not look at the headlines? Uh, read your almost daily devotion before you do your headlines, people. Um, so um, it's, but let me also say one other thing. We're not, we're not in a new place. Military aggression, mass murder, all kinds of sickness, right out of the gate of the Garden of Eden in the fall of humanity. So we're not anything, it's not new what we're in right now. It's just the names have changed. The details have changed. Um, <clears throat> but it's still hard, isn't it? Shakespeare says in King Henry VI, of all base passions, fear is the most accursed. And uh, because it grips you, doesn't it? It's like it possesses you. You can't get yourself out of it um, except for sometimes medication or something, something that will happen. So... Um, that's our baseline, which is why the most commonly repeated phrase in the Bible, you've guessed it, is fear not. Or it is, do not be afraid or have no fear. Some version of that. Now, there's a kind of urban myth floating around that says that there are exactly 365 references to fear not in the Bible. Tidally supplying us with a daily affirmation that we can trust in God and not be afraid. I wish that were true, but in fact, there are only about 120 references in the Bible, old and new, which is a more accurate portrayal of our actual human life because that means eight months of the year, you are going to be afraid. Sorry. <laughs> Two thirds of the time we're gonna at least fall back. And you know, and, and you think about your life, that wouldn't be bad. Like a third of your life, you could be a, have, have no anxieties or worry. I'd, I'd take that. Um, so, but how is it possible to move from, from fear then to security? And it is, I mean, this happens, as Paul describes it. It's not possible all the time, but, um, but, but it is possible. Uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is why we're here today. Paul says that fear gives way to unassailable. In other words, it's uh, behind ramparts. Uh, it's a fortress. It's, it's, you, can't, uh, you, can't, you can't penetrate into it. Fear can't penetrate into you. Um, because you have been adopted as Christ's son or Christ's daughter. That's what he says. That's what the Bible says. What does that mean? Um, it means that nothing can touch you now. Even if things do touch you, like sickness, illness, or death, you're still fine. Isn't that crazy? You're still going to be okay, more than okay. You're going to be raised with Christ. That's what that means. That your worst fears can come true, and it's going to be okay anyway. You're, you're God's daughter. You're God's son. You're totally in his grip. I'll give you a few quick images uh, to take home with you, and then I'll close. Um, think about a, um, a pool. It's pool season now. If you go to the pool, and a mom with her two-year-old daughter 
with her floaties, you know, swim floaties on in the holding her in the shallow end, and as they make their way toward the deep end, the little girl, of course, gets more anxious and um, worries about the deep end, worries that she's not going to be safe, but she holds on tight to her mom, and her mom holds on tight to her. She, in her toddler mind, thinks that there's danger, but there's no danger. There's nothing to fear. Her mom has got her. And then theologian Karl Barth tells the story of a horseman riding through the winter night trying to get to a, a town on, on the near side of a huge lake um, so that he can spend the night and take the ferry over the next morning. So he rides and rides and rides, and it gets dark and dark and dark and colder and colder and colder. And he says, where am I? He has no idea where he is. keeps riding. Finally gets to the town that he assumes that he's coming to. And, and he asks the woman, so w- w- what time is the ferry in the morning? And the woman says, well, what do you mean? We're on the other side of the lake. We're, there is no ferry. You're, you're at the town on the other side of the lake. And he realizes that he's, in fact, ridden through the night over the, over the frozen lake. And at which point he crumbles in fear, thinking about, oh, my gosh, I could have plunged into this icy lake and died. But, of course, there's nothing to fear, is there? totally safe. He's already on the other side, as you and I are. We've been buried with Christ in his death and raised with him in his baptism. The worst of it can't touch you now. Amen.